You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of damn, damn, dare podcasting Jedi's all across damn, damn, dare America. Yeah, you hear a pop flat for that one. I like it. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team ever. It's DPP. He's a scientist. Sure. And I got a little bit of a sunburn, which is, uh, you know. Not a good way to start the weekend, but we'll see how it goes. He's also fair lad. <laughs> I'm very, very pale. All right. Well, you know, maybe you should uh, invest in some sunscreen. I sprayed. I got. I had sunscreen. I lathered up. I was ready to go. What's the Clearly. deal with the sun? All right. Joining us also this really? week is the third member of this triumphant trifecta of triangular podcasting. He is the MVP. He has those velvet pipes. It's Christopher Platt. Greetings and citations, ladies and gentlemen. And Daniel, 
all jokes aside, my heart weeps for you getting to spend your Friday morning slash afternoon on the links. Like, cry me a fucking river, you and your farmer's tan. It's Fuck out of here. Knock life. Where were you? Where were you today? Where were you today? So I went back to Songbird. Uh, got to actually oh, play nice. 18 this time. Uh, a couple of the boys from work came, so they were like, ah, let's go there. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm like, well, I played nine. What's that? Who'd you go with? I went with uh, the usual crew. You know who. How was your day? Fuck, man. Uh, got very frustrating at the end, let me tell you. The back nine was not my friend because uh, I was just done. And then um, one of them it's was hard like, to play well. we got It's gotta... hard to play well like that, isn't it? Well, I was doing fine. And then it was like after a couple times where they're just dropping another ball and dropping another ball. And then it's like, and then one of them's like, oh, we got to hurry up. We got to hurry up. So now I'm feeling rushed because you fuckers are throwing down, you know, taking three or four tee shots. And it's like, well, now I got I feel like I'm getting rushed. So now I'm hitting a couple crappy shots. And it's like, come on, guys. If you're playing with me and you feel rushed from the group behind us, it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Songberg, nice place. Uh, nice picture you sent me. Beautiful, gorgeous day you had. I'm sure you guys had drinks and had an overall good time. So Beautiful day. Beautiful day. <laughs> the drinks were flowing. <laughs> the, the sunburn is out. It was very nice. Uh, ended up shooting at 83. Okay. I, had, nice. I didn't break my didn't break the th- – I didn't have a 39 last time, but this time I got a 40 and a 43 on the back, so – couple of rough shots in the back but otherwise i had about four birdie putts on the front that i fucking missed but oh wow hey, i uh, had some shots at birdies so start knocking those down definitely was doing better on the putting and the chipping using the 58 my friend and i was chipping very so, well so you could have easily got to 80 maybe even 79 if you didn't feel rushed because i'm sure that fucked with your mentals a little bit couple uh yeah a couple holes on the back i was <laughs> felt like i was rushing, golf but. is a game of six inches <laughs> so so is conception, but uh... <laughs> golf is a game of six inches. The six inches between your ears. Um. Well, folks, we're not sure. There's going to be a DWI podcast for you next week, but DPP and I will be out of town. Um, maybe we can record something Wednesday night. We'll talk amongst ourselves. We'll let you know. You might be listening to a classic episode. You might be listening to a hybrid or something. Speaking of new things, though, uh, make sure you're checking out Chairshot Radio Network. Brand new show at Chairshot Bets. Well, the show is Chairshot Bets, but you can follow it at Chairshot Bets right there on the Twitter. Myself and Christopher Platt, you can listen to from this week's inaugural edition. That's out there on Chairshot Radio Network. You can expect that every Thursday morning as we get you ready for your sports betting weekend Great thoughts on the finals. Great thoughts on the PGA, the French Open. We got MMA this weekend. We talked some hockey, so make sure you go check that out. I'm sure DPP will be on a show or two coming up. We'd love to get Dave and Patrick on there. Ray, everybody sports-wise, Steve Cook. So we're going to have it all covered for you right there. At Chair Shot Bets, we get your betting uh, fix going uh, on all things sports right there at the Chair Shot. Gentlemen. I'd ask you if you have anything to say right now, but I don't care because I'm going to take a commercial break. This is the 327th edition of the podcast known as DWI. If nothing, he's honest. We'll be right back. Use your head. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, it seems like we've had eons in between pay-per-views or premium live events, whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, since... Rumble, we just had some good spacing. And now, up out of nowhere, like an RKO, there's a pay-per-view this weekend called Hell in a Cell. Yeah, weird. What? We're, gonna, we're doing the preview the right week for WWE as well. We're not doing it two weeks. That's a really good plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah shout, out, shout out to us, Chris. Just wanted to get the first, yeah. wanted to get the early odds out, you know. Exactly. We actually set the odds because everybody listens to the DWI podcast. And once they heard our thoughts on it, that's the, the odds swayed, you know, depending on Speaking what of we that, said. DP, you know. Can you find the odds for the matches this weekend? Can I? I think a, you can. The old college then maybe we can. Yeah, we can play a little game of maybe maybe here. Can I play the game? Can I play the odds game against Platt if you can be the uh, the games giver? Or do you want me to find them and you go against Platt? I'll, uh, I'll look them up. You guys can do your thing. All right. All right. All right. So I, well, I, I, I have to say just real quick. Matches. Go ahead. Yeah, I just have to say real quick, man. If you're betting on professional wrestling, you have a problem and you need to see yeah, help. 1-800-GAMBLERS ANONYMOUS or whatever the fuck. We promised the people on Jared Bets this Thursday, this past Thursday morning that if they listened to DWI podcast, we'd give them the betting odds for the Hell in a Cell. We told them that. We said that. I know. Listen, I've lied before. I've, I've lied straight to people's faces on purpose before. But I don't have to look at these people that listen to us. So that's the good thing about it. But I meant it when I said it that time. I'm trying to be honest with the people. And I'm letting you know, if you're betting on professional wrestling, you have a problem and you need to seek out. Just for example, man, it's no secret here that I enjoy a cocktail to three. Like I, I like the sauce. But if there comes to a particular point in time where I'm so destitute, that I'm drinking fucking 311 steel or 211 steel reserves and Coke 45s. I need to check myself into a program. And that is the equivalent of betting on wrestling if you like enjoy gambling. Like a exciting program. He says, yes, your program needs to be updated. <laughs> like, shut up, bitch. I'm just trying to help, man. I'm trying to help the people. Uh, look at the you turning into Oh, look at this guy. He brings one person into the world. He's a helper now. I do it for the people. I the did people? it for the people. All right, did it for you. I did it for the rock. <laughs> what? <laughs> here, let me run down the list of matches first. So I got six of them here. 
Ezekiel versus KO, I think it's Elias too. Uh, Lashley versus almost MVP. In a, in a, in a, <laughs> that might be the funniest thing I've said all year. Uh, Lashley versus oh, Shut up, Dan. That's bullshit. Don't fucking ring that bell because you think that is the funniest thing I said all year. That's crap on a stick. I mean, and it wasn't even that funny, so, you know. You fuck you right. again! <laughs> Damn it, ring the bell. Go, ring, ring the bell so you can go fuck yourself. There you go. <laughs> yeah! Pop Dan with the go fuck yourself bell. Speaking of fuck yourself, do you can I ring just... the bell when you orgasm? Because that would be awesome, by the way, if you did no, that. No, he doesn't. probably do he that now. You should no, do that doesn't. from now on. No, no, he doesn't do that, but he, in his head, all of a sudden, he just starts going... You can ring my bell. You just rang my bell. <laughs> you, know, you, you should totally start doing that. No, usually, you know, usually I just go. Uh, usually, I hear right before it happens is, "Well, it's the big show," and then I go, "Sheet." <laughs> yeah, we didn't even do that this week. Did we? <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. We just we skipped that whole bit this week. Oh God. Oh. Folks, we're talking oh, about I Hell in a Cell. unreservedly for everything that just We're happened. not talking about a lot of stuff. You should, you know what, folks, if you like it that you missed the big show sheet thing that we do, the, the mm. bit there, then read the introduction. It might tell you what we're talking about. I don't think people care. Um, okay. Ashley versus Omos in MVP in a, uh, in a handicap match. Theory defending the United States Championship, not against Ali, against Mustafa Ali. Mustafa's Finn, Finn, AJ, Mustafa. That's how the man pronounces his name, sir. It's Mustafa. I know we're stupid Americans, but that's how he pronounces his name. It. I didn't say it with resentment towards him. I said no, it with resentment. No, no, no. Towards you. I, did, I know you didn't say it with resentment. You know, it's like Christina and the other guys. You come in my house, you get my wife's name right. It's Christina. <laughs> Keep a wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Okay, so on Netflix, there's a um, there's a talk show with David Letterman. It's called My Next Guest, and he has great guests, and he has great conversations with them from across the entirety of the span of pop culture, uh, from movies to music and everything in between. And I've watched every single one of these interviews with all these vastly different successful people. Some people I had known, most of them I had known, some people I didn't know before. Some people I just really didn't feel like anticipating watching this interview with, but there's only one out of these four seasons that I didn't make it through, and I stopped watching after about five minutes. And that was Will Smith, because I feel like he was a fake motherfucker. <laughs> but they gave you the, um, before the show aired, they gave you the uh, preamble saying that this was taped prior to everything that went down. No, they, they told you that up front, sir. Does anything about him make you feel like he's fake to you, though? Doesn't he seem kind of fake? Um. Okay, I'm not gonna say you're wrong. He's just so goddamn charming. You know what I mean? It's hard to and it's hard to get past his charm. You know, right there. Because I mean, you would. We both jump at the chance to tell each other we're wrong. So that means I'm on to something here. Let's get back to wrestling. Finn, AJ, and Liv taking on the Judgment Day. Seth and Cody got that Hell in a Cell match. Bianca versus Asuka versus Becky. Triple threat. I really like that that's triple threat. Round the horn before we do the odds, things, and predictions during the odds. What closes the show, DP? Well, boy, what closes the show? That's interesting. I'm going to say... Well, it's one of, one of, 
things, right? What's that? What's that? One of two things, right? Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, man. Raw Women's Championship? All right, Platt. It's got to be Cody and Seth. I mean, Cody is all over the poster for this. He did the uh, the vignette talking about Money in the Bank, or not Money in the Bank, handling in the Cell. Like, it's got to be Cody and Seth, right? Yeah, I'd say it's the Hell in a Cell. It's the Hell in a Cell. Is like are like all of these matches Hell in a Cell matches or what? That's only one. That's the only one. Really? As far as I know, so, so almost an MVP and versus Lashley. That's not in the cell. That's a that's a handicap match. Huh. Well, that's look at Wikipedia. I don't know. Is there maybe matches I'm missing or the where's the bloodline here? Where's well, the rest of we're recording. I'm missing something. We're recording this on a Friday prior to SmackDown, so I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if they added a match or two if, on SmackDown. If that's the only Hell in the Cell match, then yeah, that's closing the show. Then I, I thought I, I kind of just assumed like the women's championship match could be it would be a Hell in the Cell. Then I mean, usually they have at least three. God damn it, it's the name of the pay per view. God damn it. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better to just have one? Doesn't it give it that much more meaning? Yes. That not, it would I'm always be about better. They should not have a pay per view yeah. specific to gimmicks. No. no, they shouldn't, but they do. So that's why it's surprising that it's just the one. Yeah. yeah. All right. I hope those are the only six matches on the card. To be honest with you, I don't mind that they kind of move in and out with different things. I mean, that kind of gives it a better feel to how it used to be long, long ago. Um, I would say the it's hard to not close the show with a Hell in a Cell match because as much as I would like to put the women's match last, where does the Hell in a Cell match go then? Does it go first? And then what's next? I mean, you're dead for a couple matches, but I don't know. I Is there a world where Seth and Cody could go and then you'd have, after that, you'd have Lashley versus Omos and MVP and then you have the women's match? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like an off-brand pay-per-view because the Tribal Chief isn't involved, doesn't it? I'm going to watch it, obviously, because... What the hell in a cell? Yeah, let's try to do that again without you cutting out. Do you start the show with the women's match, then, if you close with the hell in a cell? I don't know. Do you? I think it, it seems like that... Go ahead, Dan. I don't know. I think you almost gotta. I think those are the ones I would I would space out the most would be those two matches. Um, so if one starts the show, one closes the show, that'd be great. Yeah, maybe you're right because I mean, as as it stands right now, this is is literally a two match card, and that's the other one. So maybe you do. Do you know what would be the coolest thing ever is that if Elias or whoever played Elias and is playing Ezekiel because there isn't two of them. Um, but there actually would have be, would be two of them if like the actual like if they actually were brothers and looked that close and like like it's not real. I know it's not real. Like I believe what Kevin Owens is saying, but like if it wasn't like and we're wrong and they actually was another guy and he was telling the truth, but it's not because it's a story. But I if wish it wasn't, was another guy so bad because that would be fucking hilarious to me. I really wish that he was a <laughs> twin. I do, man. 
like bring back Damien Sandow because with the beard he looks close enough to Elias uh, that uh, you know, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, what? I'm Elias. No, you're, you're not Elias. You're Damien Sandow. No, if anything, I'm the Miz, but I'm Elias. <laughs> Miz Dow. <laughs> that was a good shit. <laughs> Miz just walks by and go, you do look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DP, give us some odds. I mean, give you some odds. Yeah, deliver the matches in the order in which you would book the card. And oh. y'all didn't even ring the bell. Y'all slip it. No big <sighs> show sheet. No ring the bell. Y'all slip it today. Are you fucking happy now? No, now it just feels forced. So no. (laughs) Oh, that's. Oh, I didn't know my love. I didn't know my love was forced. It, it, it is, and if you keep trying to force yourself on me, man, so I get, may have to call the authorities so you get sued. <laughs> before I go to a medical facility. <laughs> don't let the door force its way in your ass on the way out, <laughs> Raw Women's Championship match. <laughs> Ring the Which bell for yourself. Apparently so not. That was, nice. cell, man. that was great. <laughs> yo, yo. Oh, wow. Ah, hey. Standing O. Wow. Bra fucking O. <laughs> All right. You got Bianca, the champ, Asuka, Becky, contenders. Odds. Let's hear them. I think PC froze. <laughs> <laughs> so you win. Christopher Platt wins the odds maker. And that's the end of I'm Seinfeld as well. <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and go first. I'll say uh, Bianca two to one. Bianca two to one. Well, you want to give me uh, pluses and minuses here or what? Oh, oh. We're going to do that, right? Are we not doing uh, that? What okay. are we doing? How are we doing this? Okay, apparently we're not doing how I did it, so okay, I'll say Bianca <laughs> plus 200. Is that better? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> hey, I'm back. <laughs> Skype's awesome. How about fucking Skype? Let's hear it for Skype. Ring the bell for Skype. Woo! No, don't ring the bell. Oh. Fuck you, Skype. Fuck you, Jim Cornette. Are we on the first match? I'm ready. <laughs> what the fuck? I get to go to the last match, I guess. <laughs> we already talked Seinfeld. We talked... Yeah, no. yeah, we've already no, done. I was gone for less than a minute. Oh, just wrap it up at this point. Oh, did you guys right. actually watch this week? So we take it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you're just picking Bianca, or are we picking all three here? Bianca, Asuka, Becky, you want to do all three? Okay. Oh, uh, so shit, that, now it gets complicated. Okay, I'll say got... Bianca plus 200. I'll do uh, Becky plus 500. And I'll do Oscar plus a thousand. Oscar. <laughs> I'll say I'll say Bianca minus five hundred, Oscar plus two fifty, Becky plus four hundred. All right. So the winner of Bianca Belair, PC Tunney. I, I meant Bianca minus two hundred, but it's too late now. Yeah. Go for it. Go it ahead. doesn't matter because PC Tunney knocked it out of the park with minus five hundred. 
for Bianca okay. Belair. Okay. Becky Lynch plus five fifty goes to Platt, and Asuka plus four fifty. Asuka before Becky, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I had that, but I so, didn't have the other. So Platt got two. Platt got no. You got two. You have what, I, Asuka. What did you have for Asuka? Two fifty. And he had and I had a thousand. He had a thousand. Okay, so, so I got you. Got two. that one. So yeah. you got two. You got he, he was closer. He was closer on Becky. Yeah. 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 He was closer okay. on Becky. He picked five hundred. All right, I'm up two to one. All right. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Oh, let's shut up. If you're up two to one, you'd be fucking gloating way more than I am right now. I have class, Tony. I would not. <laughs> okay. When you use. When, I'm going to tank for a bit so you can get up for a while, and we'll see how much that class stays when, in effect. When, when, when you're used to winning, you don't have to gloat. It's like how Barry Sanders would score Dude, touchdown and hand the football back to the ref. That's, that's fucking clutch. <laughs> oh, I'm used to winning. I'm from, oh, yeah, where are you from? Cleveland. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? You're just Cleveland with better PR. What the fuck are you talking about? Guy, how many MVPs do we need in this state? All right, come on. Next question. Yeah, and how many titles do you have in that state, okay? Yeah. United States my ass. championship match. Oh, I got a theory on this one. Theory, who lost his first name. Ali, who gained his first name back. <laughs> BC Tony, who you got? I'll say Theory minus 800 Ali plus 650. All right, Platrick. I'll say theory. I'll say uh, theory. Platrick is funny. Theory <laughs> minus a thousand. Mustafa Ali plus a thousand. Can Mustafa it up your ass? <gasps> All right, fellas. <laughs> well, that's gonna be. Well, you guys are both way off, but theory minus yeah. four fifty. So that what one goes to I PC. Say? He said 800. What did he say? A thousand. That's the point. They, they they probably don't have the odds that high considering it's wrestling. So I should probably yeah. uh right. yeah I should probably I felt like oh I don't know you okay, never know get higher sometimes you never know do they really mm-hmm. oh okay and we got Mustafa Ali at plus two seventy five so that one goes to PC as well. The yeah, I'm kicking your ass. Are just uh, four to one. Just a way, oh, way to go in this fictional battle of nothing. <laughs> oh no, this is really happening. This is really happening. There's nothing <laughs> fictional about it. Should be a pretty good match though. Mustafa can go, and I, I like the theory character. So, and he gets. I like the card. So, could be a good I match. I really yeah. like the card. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the best Lashley Omos match you're going to have because there's someone else in there to help <laughs> Omos look good. I mean, I'm is like, is going to be good? Theory, Mustafa's, Mustafa, 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 what? Mustafa, <laughs> motherfucker. Mustafa, Mustafa. Sorry. I put them fences on the wrong Mama made me Mustafa my M&Ms. Uh, I don't know. She did. That's how I know how to say Mustafa. <laughs> yeah, I worked out my M's. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> am I the person... Am I the only person that have enjoyed the almost and Lashley matches? Like, you, you know you're not going to get fucking Luthez no, versus uh, uh, Ray Stevens. Like, but for what they've been, just two big meaty men slapping meat, I've been sports entertained with this feud. Like, how many hours are in a day is my question. 24, sir. You know that. How many days in a week? 
You know that as well. Eight. There, there isn't time to choreograph a better product than what they're doing. You gotta be fucking shitting me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Next match, let's go on. Let's come Two on, guys no slapping meat was the last the... last movie I watched on Cinemax. Uh... This is Rocky. Ew. Ew. All Not right. <laughs> Slap me. Ew, Paulie, uh, can I get it uh, to me, like? <laughs> Yo, yo, shout out to Talia Shire, though. Let's not act like Talia Shire ain't sexy. I don't give a fuck. She's sexy as hell. She was sexy as hell in the 70s, at least. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just me. Okay, cool. <laughs> Chris right. Blatt, Talia Shire, and Margot Kidder. Oh, God damn it. She, I was going to say, she actually could have been a more believable Lois Lane than Margot Kidder. I could see Superman maybe rewinding the earth. Rocky got brain damage for it. You don't think Superman might rewind the earth for Talia Shire? What are the odds on the next match? <laughs> well, Kevin Owens versus Eliakal. Ezekiel, who at some point the lights are going to go out and we're going to see that fake sting uh, Elias guy standing on the <laughs> corner, the, standing on the entrance ramp that's going to distract Kevin Owens. That's what we're going to get. Who goes first here? Platt goes first? Platt goes first on this one. Ezekiel. Kevin freaking Owens. I'll say Kevin Owens minus 250. I'll say Ezekiel plus 250. All right. I thought you would have thought that Ezekiel was the favorite here, but I also think that Kevin Owens is... I think Kevin Owens needs a win. Um. I don't think it matters though with Kevin Owens. He's a made guy at this point. He made a yeah, but at some point, made, but at some point, but at some points, those guys have to get a win, right? Hook or crook. Like Ezekiel could look good going over losing because Owens. I, I gotta go uh, KO minus seven fifty. Ezekiel plus four hundred. I mean, I gave you the finish. I mean, Kevin Owens is clearly going to get distracted by another lookalike Ezekiel, who's going to think it's Elias. So Ezekiel is minus 170. Oh. So I guess that goes to Platt, who had the plus 250. Kevin Owens is plus 130. So Platt gets two. Hey. But it's okay. It's not a competition. See? See, Tony? <laughs> See, it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just hand the, yeah, we... the ball back to the ref, man. That's because you're losing four to three. Let's go. Come on. Let's Next go. Match. Mixed tag match. Here we go. The Judgment Day versus their other guys, the Balor Club or whoever it's, whatever they're going to be. Other guys. Okay. The other guys. Uh, PC, you got this one. Judgment Day minus 750, fake Bullet Club plus 500. <laughs> I love it. I'll say uh, Judgment Day minus 500, the other guys plus 250. 50. We got Judgment Day minus 350. Goes <laughs> the plat. The other guys, the fake bullets. Plus mm. two twenty-five. Wow, hey. almost hit it on the nuts. Yeah, Platt's up five to four. Just like that. Platt I'm takes very, the lead. I'm very happy with that outcome. However, it's not a competition. 
<laughs> I'm classy. Well, now we get to go to your favorite match. Two men slapping each other, slapping meat. <laughs> two men and a Lashley? Two men and a Lashley. And almost, and almost a superhero. Almost a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. That's better. I think PC, you got this one first, right? Or did you do Judgment Day first? I'm already Yeah, off. go ahead, Sonny. I'm already Yeah, off. it's good. Go ahead, Sonny, because I... That's flat, then. He doesn't want to go either. Uh, <laughs> what's your turn? It was I guess MVP could take the fall here, and it keeps almost strong, or keeps so, almost this, almost strong, so... Is, is this for, for each side? Because it doesn't have for, like, each one of those other two guys winning, so it's it's only two odds, right? Yeah, it's only two odds. Either almost oh. an MVP win, or Lashley wins. Okay. So I, I'll go Lashley minus a buck seventy five. I'll go almost and MVP minus two hundred or no plus two hundred. I beg your pardon. So yeah, Lashley oh. uh, minus one seventy five, almost and MVP plus two hundred. I was gonna say I'll everybody's a favorite. I'll take Omos and MVP. Omos and MVP minus two fifty. Lashley plus one seventy five. Well, this is a nice and easy one because uh, you guys both basically flip-flopped. Um, and Platt would be the correct one here. As it's Lashley minus 160 and Omos an MVP plus 120. Interesting. <laughs> nice to know. So Lashley in the <laughs> I'm favorite here. I'm very pleased here. with that outcome. All right. Yeah, because MVP is going to take the fall here. We know that. Like, Almost to probably get caught up in the ropes. You remember that spot they used to do with Andre the Giant right. when he couldn't move anymore? Oh, yeah. yeah. Got tangled and, up in the yeah. ropes, man. They did that last yeah. Omos match. They sure did, didn't they? They sure did. So, All right. yeah, they'll probably run that shit back. Apparently the only Hell in the Cell match as as we speak here. Uh, it's Seth freaking Rollins and Cody freaking Rhodes. <laughs> Tony. 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 Cody minus 350, Seth plus 200. Alrighty. I'll say uh, Cody minus 100 and Seth plus 250. Plus 250. Just over Tony's pick. We got Cody Rhodes as the favorite minus 500. That goes to Tony. Wow. Big odds. Wow. Seth freaking Rollins, which is yeah. really surprising because Cody won the first two. Seth freaking Rollins plus 300 goes to Platt. Yeah. Chris, do you want to? Oh. I, I, I feel satisfied, but it, it's okay. not a competition. If there's no reason to gloat, what's the reason for the competition? You you were a worthy adversary, and I I, I say to you, good game, sir. Take this game. fucking Tibet monk <laughs> bullshit sticking up your fucking ass. How does that sound? This is shit fuck podcasting when you don't give a fuck about winning. All right, you fucking get your shit together for next week, okay? <laughs> you you really are trying to send me to the medical facility this evening, aren't you? You're just so you're you're, you're so gung ho on sticking various objects up my orifice, man. I don't understand why. What if I ever done to you? <laughs> I tried to be magnanimous in victory. What's wrong with that? You used to be a good podcaster. We're going to break. <laughs> you 
something to the DWI podcast. Don't turn that fucking shit around on me, motherfucker. <laughs> consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen. In lieu of some trivia, we kind of had a good time there with the spreads on the wrestling betting. Before we get to Seinfeld to close out the show and close out the second season of Seinfeld, we've already stuck with it for two seasons, TP. Granted, they're the easiest two seasons, um, and we really even haven't fucking begun yet. But I think we're having a really good time, and we hope you guys are as well. Make sure you're following the show at Podcast DWI. Make sure that you are heading on over and to Chairshot Radio Network and listening to Chairshot Bets. Uh, myself and Christopher Platt in the inaugural episode, we're going to have plenty of sports talk and plenty of betting lines for you as well. Yes, DP. We've only just begun Ooh. to live. Oh. Why lace and promises? <laughs> Shout out to Chubbs, Carl Weathers. Rest in peace. I know he's not dead, but Car- Chubbs he's is. Chubbs is. Chubbs is. is. And also, you know, Carl Weathers enjoys a good stew, so, you know, get a good stew going. Shit, Chubbs and Apollo are dead, so you got a point, man. <laughs> my white ass ball! <laughs> that is officially the golf sound bite right now for Chair Shot Beth's show. Um, because we like to give you betting odds. Well, Platt, let's tell everybody we got, I don't know if you're listening Saturday morning, here's how you can tell us how our picks are doing for the weekend for the Memorial tournament. Um, we each pick a favorite and an underdog DP. I my favorite was Spieth. My underdog was Keegan Bradley, uh, Rory and DeChambeau. DeChambeau qualified in as an underdog this week. So Platt had to get that pick in while he could because he, he, he likes working with proper villains. So what can you say? I do. I feel like such a bitch, man, that I didn't have the balls to pull the trigger and say the Celtics were going to win. Obviously, it's just a game. But in my head, I'm thinking, like, this is a pretty advantageous matchup for Boston. But I I didn't have the balls to pick them. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Tune into the shoe, ladies and gentlemen. Please and thank you. Thank you, you please. All right. Before we get to Seinfeld, CM Punk wins the AEW world title. Go. I think we all were on board of that one, baby. Yeah, right decision. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's it? That's what we have to talk about there? That's all well, I got to say. They fucked up not having Samoa Joe win the Owen Hart shit. They fucked up with that because oh, that's, a, that's a storyline. Uh, no. He did the Obrit Baker couple, thing. Man, that was happening. You knew that was happening. Come on. I, I, I don't did, even watch the it, show when I called that. That's fair, but you know at some point in time they're going to run back CM Punk and 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 uh, Samoa Joe because that was such a big feud in Ring of Honor in the early aughts. You know what I mean? So they're going to run that back. So why not make him strong? Who do you guys think is Adam Cole's best friend in wrestling? Like you know, he's always you know, who's Adam Cole's it, best friend? It should be Britt Baker when he's not loaning her out. Oh, to Hell, no, from wrestling. With his, who's his best wrestling buddy? Who's he close with right now? Kylo. Okay, Kyle, perfect. Kyle O'Reilly, right? They're out one night, and he's just getting drunk. He looks over at Kyle, and he goes, 
just because she's a dentist doesn't mean she has to use her teeth so much, right? He'll <laughs> <laughs> be here all week, folks. Don't forget to try oh, your waitress man. and tip your bill. <laughs> tip the cart, girl. She's worth it. Wow. Yes, and he wow. popped himself. Like he thinks that's the funniest thing that has ever been said in chair. the history of language. How about the MJF promo? Did you guys watch the MJF promo? I did. I did. It was fine. I, you know, they they want to try and do this whole. Thing. Problem is CM Punk's whole pipe bomb thing back in the day has just ruined kind of a lot of this stuff. Where like everybody, oh, I dropped a big pipe bomb. Well, no, this is. You guys talked about it. Uh, you know, it's. Maybe at the beginning it wasn't necessarily a work, but it's it's you know this is all scripted now. It's all a work. They got a deal going. They're figuring this shit out. So it was a good, passionate. I think he delivered it very well, passionately, and they I think they pulled it off very well. But it was you know he he that was fine. I don't know. <laughs> I think all the events of last weekend were a work. I really do. Now, do I believe that there may be some animus between Pretty Tony Khan and MJF? Yeah. Do I think that MJF might feel away because a lot of these ex-WWE guys are coming in and making more money than him? Definitely. But as far as this goes and all everything that happened last weekend, yeah, that shit was a work from the beginning, man. I think they're trying to use what we think we know against us. And it was a work. And, and the reason I say that, two reasons. Number one... MJF is way more intelligent than to cut his nose off to spite his face. Now, what I mean by that is in 18 months, his contract is up and he's going to be the biggest free agent in wrestling. So you're going to say noses aren't like fingernails. They don't grow back. Sorry. Keep going. No, no worries. That was lame. And thank you for cutting me (laughs) off unnecessarily. But (laughs) no, but but I love watching Dan think about it. And then now he's just losing his asshole right now. (sighs) I'm just saying he's I'm much out. more intelligent than to fuck his shit up. Like, why would you not? Why would if, if WWE knows they're going to want you, but if they know that AEW isn't a viable option for you, why would they offer you the same amount of money that they might when there's two companies vying for your services? And he's smarter than that to realize that. And that's why I said this is a working number two. They were going up against game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. That whole situation and all that shit, even though I didn't understand it, it made me more interested to watch the pay-per-views. So maybe you get a couple of people that want to turn over from Game 7 towards your pay-per-view, and that's the first thing that comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, I think all this, this this was all the work, man. Well, I was talking about the one after the pay-per-view. I know you were. And that 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 basically, what am I saying? That, that justifies what the fuck I'm saying, that this whole thing has been a work. Because frankly, I would have kept them off TV to really sell the shit. I would have kept them off TV at least a month, maybe even two. And then have them come through the crowd on the Scott Hall side of the game and interrupt whatever the proceedings were proceeding. And then proceed to cut his version of CM Punk's pipe bomb. I would have done it like that. But I don't have a billion dollars. And if I did, I'm certainly not going to waste it trying to book a fucking wrestling company. But yeah. You got a billion dollars. We probably wouldn't be friends. So, I mean, think about that, you know. So it's nice knowing you. I would pick the billion dollars, too. No, we'd be friends, man. Just don't ask me for any fucking money. <laughs> so no, I, meant, I, meant, 
I meant you could either have your friends or a billion dollars. Which ones would you pick? Which would you pick? Fair enough. Oh, fuck all you guys, man. That's that's, that's easy. Yeah. I have great friends. Yeah. I do. I have, like, the biggest, one of the one of the biggest blessings in my life is to have some really, really good friends. And you know what, guys? Y'all know I'm taking the billion dollars. I found the, I found the <laughs> limit. I, 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 I love both you guys to life, and y'all know that. But a billion dollars, but I love you. A, a, a billion dollars. Not only can I get a, a, anal from Amber, I can also get a threesome with a woman of my choosing. So, I mean, yeah, my, that's where we're gonna go, sir. Like, that's where we're going yeah, here. My, my low end is like quarter pounders with cheese for life. I mean, then fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Bro, just you say, if I aspire for more, <laughs> if I make, if I'm getting that kind of money, yeah, you guys are all screwed. But see you later. But you know what? You're you're you're, you're welcome to come to uh, was it Zewataneo? And if you make your way down there, then you'll find me, and I'll have the money. Even each other though, you wouldn't even know each other. You just wouldn't know each other. You do billion dollars or the you know your friends, and be like, eh, well, I can't leave a note. I mean, probably not as good, but I have a billion dollars. Like like uh Spider Man No Way Home, I couldn't give y'all like a broken cracked black dahlia necklace and then come find like y'all it. after I make the billion. <laughs> then I gotta go into the then I gotta hey. go into the multiverse, Doctor Strange. Hey. You know, this shit works. It's I, never in story. I want I like you keep my million dollars. I won seventy five bucks on a pull tab last week and I was already thinking about it. So crazy. <laughs> crazy. God damn, Dan, I'm not worth more than seventy five bucks to you, my G. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The Dillonator just corrected me from the stairs. She won $75. (laughs) (laughs) For the record, still wants to get rid of us. And I'm still going. Uh, You guys can still go fuck yourselves. With a billion dollars, I wouldn't have to, sir. (laughs) All right, we're just going to listen to Amber for six seconds, and we'll be right back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd if only it was that easy. Anyway, let's figure you got a million dollars. Hey, I can get that kind of. I can work that kind of. Hey, where's Lizzie Dietrich Lohan, Bader when you, you need him? Doing shit. Hey, hey, Lizzie Luhan, you ain't doing shit. Come jerk me off. I give you a hundred grand. <laughs> what? Where the fuck? Did that I don't know come about from? you, What's but my with... penny just went. Huh? <laughs> For Lindsay Lohan. I don't know, man. It was the first. I don't know why it came to me. Because I, I just assume because she still probably has some money. I'm assuming she's going over to like Dubai and shit and letting like the Sultan of Squat shit on her for, for six figures a night. You know what I mean? I figure that's how she. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that's how she still has money, you know? God. Well, if you PayPal Dan, maybe he'll edit the episode. For now, we're going to Seinfeld. <laughs> mean Girls was a long time ago, gentlemen. Driving to the airport uh, can make you very nervous because. When you're flying, when you're getting on a plane, if you miss that plane, there's no alternative. On the ground, you have options. You have buses, you have taxis, you have trains. But when you're in the taking a flight, if you miss it, that's it. No airline goes, well, you missed the flight. We do have a cannon leaving in about 10 minutes. <laughs> Would you be interested in that? It's not a direct cannon. You have to change cannons after you land. Sorry, where are you going, Chicago? <laughs> Oh, Dallas. Sorry, wait a second. Dallas. That's about Dallas. Texas, anyway. You should hit Texas. Are you ready? Make sure you get out of the net immediately because we shoot the luggage in right after you. The conclusion, the finale of season two of Seinfeld, 
12 episodes this season. Going to be many more every season hereafter as we get going. So it's going to take us probably closer to a half a year to get through the next season, which is fine. And we're going to start that right up again um, likely next week. I think at the least I will do a Seinfeld review and add it to a classic next week. So you're either going to get that or you're going to get an actual DWI podcast. We'll see what happens. I'm guessing likely the former, unless I decide to bring the old laptop up with me on the trip and we get a special episode, but I think maybe we'll just keep that one in the, I think we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you can ring. No, we're not going to do that. Bah! No, we won't do that. Uh, eh, no, uh, sign. Bang my bell. Um, ring my bell. Okay. Did we, did we do our work? Raise our hands. I did. Flat did. Dan, boom, no homework. Boom, homework today. He Could, was too busy yeah, on the uh, links, you know, <laughs> trying to uh, get his billion dollars so he could say the hell to both of us. That's what he was doing. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not. I like. I have no reason to give him shit. It doesn't really matter. He's probably seen this episode a million times, but we're gonna give him shit anyway. Couldn't carve out uh, twenty minutes. I had. Uh, I had. Uh, carpet cleaning, and then I had a realtor, and then I had to put stuff away. It was a goddamn mess. I thought Today you, has been a stressful I you, panic. I thought you shaved down there. What do you got to clean the carpet for? <laughs> you go ahead, give me another. Make sure, yeah. You always got to make sure you keep it clean. Yeah, yeah make your make, dick look bigger too. I'm, 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 I'm. Right. I need I'm everything I can get, this, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, make sure the carpet matches the pubes. Sir. Listen, I had had another allergic reaction earlier this week and my dick never looked so big. So, you know, I've been trying to trying to procure whatever pollen was coming out of the crap that day. Got stung by a bee. Bro, stop putting fancy feast on your nuts, man, and letting the cats lick it off. Maybe you wouldn't have those issues. I'm not saying I'm just saying. Mm. (laughs) Like, leave the fancy feast in the bowl, sir. Is that like peanut butter in the dog? Yeah. It's worse. Because <laughs> cats are finicky. They'll fuck around and smell your nuts and then just walk away and not even lick it. <laughs> Have you ever had the, heard the urban legend stories of a guy who would go over by a girl's house and they were getting it on and she had a cat and he's doing it from behind and his balls are just swinging in the wind and the, the cat comes up and fucking snags his balls? Ooh, Jesus. I, I can't say that I have. Jesus. That's a horrible. That would be. Yeah. yeah. So, George, should close the show. Up. Kramer, I was about to say, are you speaking from personal experience, sir? Oh no, 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 no! I got two. Uh, we're good. Cats or balls? <laughs> That's how you got them. Huh? That's how you got them. <laughs> Both. 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 It's like, yeah. So I, I finished, and then yeah. I took the cat. <laughs> That's why I talk like this. <laughs> Sounded like Judge Doom at the I'm end of when he turns into the fucking. <laughs> <I'm ready>. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded just <laughs> like this. <laughs> oh, oh, now oh, we yeah. get it. Yeah, that's like Fred Bob Sacramento. You get Fred Bob Sacramento. Oh, now he sits in front of a window, day all day, going. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. 
the bus boy. This is one of my favorite episodes ever, to be honest with you guys. It's such an interesting thing. Um, Jerry and George and Elaine are having dinner. And the bus boy comes out and sets a menu down on another table. And when he does, he leans it upright and it catches the flame on the candle in the middle of the table. To which George notices shortly thereafter. Grabs it, picks it up, puts it on the ground, stomps it out. They put water on it. No big deal. Like, they did the right thing. The maitre d' or the person manager running the restaurant asks what happened. George just tells the story. I mean, like, he's they're having an adrenaline moment. They just put out a fire, right? I mean, it wasn't a giant fire. It wasn't not a big deal. But, hey, they just did something. Someone asked you a question. You go, okay, well, hey, the busboy came out. He put a menu up. It was a little close to the flame, and it started on fire. We put it out. No big deal. And Elaine jokingly turns and says, I'll never eat here again. Um, Elaine does some excellent, excellent acting in this episode. We're going to get to that. Um, Like, she's amazing in this episode and probably the reason this show lasted as long as it did on top of the writing and ideas. Um, So he gets fired. And now George and Elaine are in a frantic, panic, manic mess, worrying about they got this guy fired, guys. So the opening to this, this episode, excellent. I mean... Where are you at in your mindset right now, Chris? You watched it. DP, you're remembering it as we talk about it because I know you've seen it multiple times. Where are you at at this point, Chris, where we're just like, oh, my God, like now George and Elaine are flipping out. and You're like, what are you flipping out for? You know, this might be the last time in the entire series where George Costanza was actually trying to be a decent human being. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was what i was gonna point out i'm like this well, is you, yeah. knowing george's character this is like him acting when a fire happens we've, we're gonna see another episode where he runs out of the uh, building closing the door behind him when a fire the is in a bar- apartment in and he came in actually to <laughs> the rescue he does save a whale he does save a whale <laughs> is that a titleist <laughs> Like an old man returning soup at a deli. Oh, that's going to be great. Is there a marine biologist anywhere? Uh, all right. that, that'll be March of 2024, by the way. So we... Right? Yeah. About the time MJF's contract is up with AEW, right? Hey-o. You'll be applying for preschools, and we'll be talking about George as a marine biologist. That's hilarious. But that was the big takeaway for me. Like, this was literally the last time in the entire series where he's actually trying to be a decent human being because he felt legitimately bad. And Elaine did as well because she was clearly saying what she said in just, like, clearly. But I'm sure that, number one, people are stupid. Y'all know that. And I'm sure that you all have been out in public before and you say something in just and Mellon Farmers took it literal. It it, it happens because people are stupid. So the other side story that's going on is Elaine met something, someone on a trip and they hooked up and now they decided to get together again. And the guy's going to travel from Seattle, not Yakima, uh, to New York, as Jerry made a joke about Seattle and everybody's moving to Seattle and pesto. The joke about food was pesto. Why does everybody love pesto? Where was pesto 10 years ago? Uh, It was pretty funny. Uh, But so the guy's coming in and. This kind of proves the whole early relationship thing, right? Whereas it's all great because you don't generally spend 
even anywhere close to 24 hours at a time together. Even if you're a week into the relationship, two weeks into the relationship, three weeks into a regular relationship, most of the time it's I'll pick you up at six or seven, spend the night, get up, go to breakfast. Hey, I'm out of here or something. Even in the early terms, this guy was going to come out for a weekend and now he's coming out for a week and sure as hell what happened. She got sick of him in a hurry. They kind of got to know each other too well, too fast and she can't wait to get rid of him. I think it feel like it's a well. We've saw it earlier when in season one with Jerry with the weekend away and the cats. I don't know if it's cats go wherever the fuck it was. It was like the first episode. Yeah, it, and it, and and it just you know it's too early, right? It's too early in the relationship, and it ruins it, right? And this is like the same exact thing. You meet somebody. That, that one that that lady had a, a fiance though. No, she had a fiance. Fiance. No, oh, yeah. y'all are, no, y'all no, are that's a different one. Episodes. You're thinking of the you're, one that came about, in. You're, yeah. yeah, that was the one, the lady that came they, in to stay with away. him. I was talking about, about the one. They go away to the Airbnb. Yeah. And they oh, get out the whole time. They went away on vacation. Yeah, okay. they went yeah, away yeah, for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what well, I was thinking. Well, not Airbnb, the bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. Before Airbnb. But that's the relationship started with stalking. That one started with stalking? Yeah, he, he met her at a party with Elaine and didn't get her number and That's knew her the for same a party, oh, no. is it? He knew her and he stalked her is at work. That's a different one. one. Yeah, that's a no, different woman, it's a man. Pony, it's a pony remark one. No. That's a different one. Different one. No, that's the a different woman. He, different the episode. One he went to work with, it's the same one he went to the, to went to the, the uh, no. bed and breakfast I, I feel yes. like we're literally talking about three different women right now between the three of us. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I have to look that, that up. Well, no, no, it was it was the stock tip one. I know what episode you're talking about. I don't know if it's maybe it's the same actor, but that, it that's might the be same, the same like, actor. It, yeah, same. It's the same character. I don't know. Yeah. We're gonna have to look yeah, that up. We're gonna have to look that up. Yeah, because I, I don't think so. I don't Stay know. tuned to being right in the future. <laughs> Seinfeld well, comes well, back right now. A <laughs> uh, couple things though. Number one, old boy's dick clearly was trash because he stayed there for a whole week and the lady didn't want to sample the goods. So that lets you know that his dick was trash. Number two, and this kind of leads into I'm not going to give too much away because I'm sure Tony's going to get into it, but it kind of leads into how we end the episode and why old boy was so uh, perturbed and why conflict could have occurred. Because if I fly all the way from Seattle and stay a week with a melon farmer and I don't get no buns, I, I, I'd be a little p- pissy as well and, and ready to do... If I can't get one of the Fs, I might be ready to do the other F if, if you, you pick it up what I'm putting down. Let's stay with this storyline and finish it out and we'll come back to the busboy and then finish the episode that way. So, Elaine does two things amazing, acting-wise, comedically, in this episode. Uh, one thing which isn't as great as the other, but it's still really good, is when she comes back in after trying to get to the airport. When they wake up late. So she 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 comes back in and she gives this delivery of how she drove and beat this street and beat that street. But the performance that just deserves phrase is her waking up late, trying to get this guy out the door. And her 
just telling him he doesn't have time to go to the bathroom or eat his almonds or pack his clothes. And she's literally standing in the fucking, she's doing the Tina Turner dance almost, standing there in the bedroom, like with her arms out like this. You know what I'm talking about, Vlad? Just doing that. Like, we don't have time for them to go. And if she would have just danced like that later on, in the, and we wouldn't have a problem. But, you know, it was amazing. The, her facial and everything, the way she played that scene was just immaculate. Um, you know what I'm talking about? No, I do, and I agree with everything you said. It was it was hilarious. Like I literally laughed out loud watching her trying to get this dude the fuck out of her apartment. Like, oh shit! He's like, no, <laughs> it can fly out tomorrow or the next day. She's like, no, we gotta go right now. <laughs> like she need, she needed him out of his life. And it, it's also good character development. This is one of the things that makes this show so dope because it rewards you for watching every episode because every episode builds on the next episode. So there's an episode that's going to come up, and I don't even remember what season it is. But it's kind of a callback because there's another situation that arises because her alarm clock doesn't oh, yeah. work the way that it's we'll supposed to, to work. We'll yeah. get to that in 2023. Um as we're working on a getting a marathon runner to the that's the same episode in which the Asian businessmen sleep in Jerry's gigantic dresser. Um Cravers, Cravers. That's gonna be a but yeah. He said Jerry. Yes, that's right. It's Cravers. But yeah, my bad. I did. I was wrong. Uh just like you were wrong about the girl thing. But that's uh, fine. Uh, I will I will I will tip my hat to you. You are correct. Episode two, the stakeout, it was Vanessa. And episode five it's all season one, episode five of the stock tip. It is also Vanessa, the girlfriend. Called the episode two. Kabooya. There you go. Let's go. I called it Tony Remark Same and way. the stink. Lynn Clark. Nobody likes feel, the sore winner. I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad. Well, I feel bad. Now I feel better. I felt bad because I threw the the odds thing to you because I wanted to see if you gloat and you didn't. But now I won this. So I'm no big deal. Says he threw it. He threw it like he did it on purpose. Right, <laughs> right. Pardon me. I okay. I just to to jump on to, on the uh, that that whole panicking, trying to get him on the flight, uh, whole thing is just fantastic. That's one of my favorite parts. Uh, like scenes of her like and, and her telling the story of her i'm weaving through traffic i made it down to jfk in like 15 minutes and through nobody ever does that shit and then there was a fucking like five car pile or 10 car pile, whatever there was there was a traffic was jam van wick so she couldn't make it <laughs> it's like <laughs> like they did everything right like it was like this whole episode was like george and elaine did everything up at 9 15 who wakes up at 9 15 <laughs> I couldn't get to the goddamn, like, we deal, we know that. We've been there. I'll tell you who doesn't wake up at 9.15. People who had lots of and really good sex the night before, that wasn't them! I wake up Which at Which makes it even worse. Like, how could you not get up? Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to the actual storyline that is, makes this an amazing episode. George, so distraught, decides, and Elaine gets the address of the busboy, and George's like, I'm going. And Jerry's like, well, why don't you wait till I'm done with my set? I'll go with you. 
And then as George is like, I can't wait. I got to go. It'll be too late. And as he's walking out the door, Kramer walks in and Jerry goes, why don't you take the K-Man with you for some backup? And George was very reluctant to take the K-Man with him. So much so that when they got there, George basically asked Kramer to not say anything. And Kramer says, why? What would I say? I'm not stupid. And to which George says, right. Yes. And Kramer goes, well, then we're good then. Well, then we're good then. The first thing that happens is George politely knocks on the door and Kramer just follows it up with the don't, don't, don't. To which George is like, oh, yes, take the K-Man with you. Okay. Uh, Kramer does not decide to close the door as he comes in. We'll get to that. George very uncomfortably is trying to explain and make good, basically only for himself and not for the other guy, to which he thinks this gentleman does not speak English. But we will find out he does. Kramer does not close the door. The gentleman's cat gets out. Not only has he lost his job, but now his cat is gone, to which they have to help him look. Kramer messes around with some of the stuff in his apartment, which is not a very big apartment. Kramer breaks his lamp. George apologizes for the job, the cat, and the lamp. And in leaving, leaves his card and says, I'm in real estate. If you're ever looking to upgrade, a guy who has no job has been pitched by a realtor. Uh <laughs> Then George and Kramer walk out the door, to which Kramer walks out last, and this time with an open door, and the gentleman sitting at his own table looks in and says, oh, no, don't worry. I got it. <laughs> it's just the, well, Kramer, wherever Kramer goes, chaos ensues. And Kramer and Kramer, I And it's just the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the spring of 23. Yeah, and it's the, uh, <laughs> no matter what, you you just dig yourself in that hole further. Like, you know, hey, I did the, I was trying to do the right thing, didn't work, I'm coming to do this. It just continued down this hole that you can't get out of, even though, yeah, did the right thing in the first place. Which is hilarious, and it's quintessential Seinfeld. Not them doing the right thing, but just how one decision could just spiral and snowball, and it leads to just all types of goofy situations, similar to this. You didn't hear that uh, bottle fall, did you? Oh, it's all good. Um, Okay, cool. So so now we get to it, and basically we've talked about Elaine coming in and almost making it to the airport, but... Her idiot fling guy, who's in for a week plus now, uh, is down parking Jerry's car, which she was using to take him back and forth to the airport. In the meantime, in walks the bus boy. Kramer got a hold of him somehow, or he got a hold of Kramer, and he's coming up, and George is scared. George wants to run. George wants to hide. George thinks he's going to die. Well, as George makes his way to the back of Jerry's kitchen, which is the farthest point of the apartment you can still be seen in. In walks the boss boy. In walks Antonio, who looks at George with vigor. And George is scared. And he looks at George and says, the restaurant blew up. And if I hadn't gotten fired, I'd be dead right now. And now, not only that, when looking for his cat, he found a job of twice of what he makes, and his cat came home. But he's got to go because he's really late for his new job, which tells you this guy was going to get fired one way or the fucking other. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking <laughs> 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 He's in a gigantic 
fist fight with Elaine's boyfriendish guy she wants to get rid of. The busboy gets hurt. He needs to get a new job. Elaine's guy, he can't even feed himself, let alone fly home. And that is how we end the end of Seinfeld, episode 12, season two, season finale. I didn't even think about that. He was going to get fired either way because, yeah, you're absolutely right. The only thing I could think of was Elaine's boyfriend being frustrated because he flew all the way from Seattle, which is literally on the entire other side of the fucking country, to New York, stayed with Elaine for a week and didn't get any buns. So I can understand why he would be frustrated enough to pick a fight with a mellow farmer. But that that that's a good point that you brought up as well, Tony. Like, this mellow farmer's going to get fired either way. It, it was bound to happen. He was just a shitty employee. I don't know the exact next episodes that are coming up and how, how it all plays out. Like You do? Well, of course you do. <laughs> I, just... I know the next episode. There's nothing, nothing. Nothing has anything to do with anything we just watched. It's all yeah. new and forward and. Like all the character traits move forward, and there's there's backstory talk on different things, but like none of this carries forward as far as specifics go. Yeah, I, I just I'm trying to like think about the way this ended, and like, okay, we we know some of the character traits, like everybody's been growing and, and building in. We know like George, like like you said, Platt, like George, this is rare for George. He doesn't step into action yeah. and actually do something. But he doesn't do this. This isn't actually rare, though. This is not George isn't necessarily helping because he out of the kind of his heart. He came upon something. No, George is scared that this guy's going to fuck him up. So he wants to help him. George is just looking out for George. George's not helping. This is George. This is disguised as George helping when he's only looking out for himself. Sure, that's true. He's yeah. And I think like. But I, I look at it going like they tried to do the right thing at the beginning of this episode, you know, and look at the end. It didn't work out. George is now has to take care of the cat. Elaine's taking care of, a, you know, this uh, boyfriend that she doesn't want to deal with anymore because they all feel because the two guys fell down the flight of stairs fighting because all this shit that happened. Right. Because they tried to do the right thing necessarily at the beginning. And obviously this we know. You know, and on a whole, the whole, all these characters are not good people, generally, right? They're, they're not helpful. They don't want to, you know, they're always looking out for themselves, right? Like George, like you said, like, is this like kind of the, hey, we're trying to do the right thing. And now it's just like, you know what? This doesn't fucking work. Fuck it. I'm done with this shit. Season three is going to start going like, I'm not going to bother even trying to help anybody ever again because of this. You know, like that's the way it felt like this season ended almost. Is it though? I I don't know, remember a, what episodes come up, but I think there's a uh, there's a more powerful transition into that, but it's really long and stagnated. I don't think it's immediate like that. I think it's kind of like a that's where we get to ish, but it's never like. Kramer ends up being the most thoughtful one, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, he's always been that way, though. He's always the most thoughtful. But, he's but the he's he's the closest to being a decent human being out of the four. But at the same time, unbelievably unself-aware. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Which that's what ends up fucking him in the end is his lack of self awareness. Like he's not a bad guy. He's you know what I mean? But his lack of self awareness, that's it not only does it fuck him up, it fucks everybody else up around him. He's like a fucking tornado. Yeah. But you know what's weird, man? It's it's so funny because it almost feels like between season one and season two, man, there were these were two totally different shows. And and the funny thing is, man, considering how iconic this show is. If this show came out today, Dan, after season one, I don't know if they get renewed. You, you know what I mean? Do you think yeah. that they get renewed for season two, you know what I mean, after the season one? And and, and and this is one of the most iconic sitcoms of all time, you know? You know, it's, again, like Tony says, you know, in, in six years or whatever, we're going to get to this episode. But once Jerry <laughs> and George start writing their own show the, which is the them writing show. the yeah. actual this show you know like that meta. they build in the story super meta yeah, yeah that that shit doesn't get picked up right they like it goes on for an episode right. or two or whatever and it's terrible like i feel like if they did that today like with this show probably be the same way i mean even season yeah like season one of this like real was pretty rough there was obviously that gap in between you know the pilot and everything else going and you know getting it actually on the television, you know, season one was pretty nice. rough, but guys, this show does get picked up today, and it did get picked up today, and it keeps getting picked up today yeah, by curb. HBO. It's called Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, but if there was no successful Seinfeld, there is no Curb Your Enthusiasm. Come on, man. Uh, if Seinfeld wasn't the success that it was, there'd be no Curb, man. There's way too much talent and, and ingenuity and powerful working ideas there. That happens. There's enough outlets, if, maybe. If those guys are that many years. If those guys are 25 years younger than they actually are, it still happens. I'd be interested. I, it would be interesting, I think, because like you think about like Arrested Development is similar in sense, and that like yeah. made three seasons, and then they killed it until Netflix decided to bring it back. But like that could bear that barely made it, and I'm like, that was a phenomenal show. And so, it never got the it, it never like it it was a a, a cult favorite, but it never yeah. caught on the way that Seinfeld did. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was never this pop culture phenomenon that Seinfeld was. It was, but it was more nichey, which I think that's the best we can hope for it in today's in today's society. Is everything is niche at this particular point in time, right? It didn't have the luxury of having the power that primetime television did, though, at the time Seinfeld was on, yeah, right? Like yeah, that. Yeah, that yes, the yes. best sitcoms were on network television in prime time during the week and unless you had a vcr or a dvr you had to watch them when they were on and that was it and you didn't know if those yeah. fucking reruns were going to come on during the summer unless you bought the tv guide and then you knew you if you bought you bought tv guide because you're like frank you know and uh costanza anyway all right frank we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show up Let's uh, finish it up here, folks. You'll get some form of new content next week, whether it's me talking about Seinfeld with an old show or all of us having a quick one or DP and I getting really fucked up in the Northwoods. We'll see what happens. DWI after dark, baby. Nonetheless, help, help, on, help is on the way for Christopher Platt as well. Uh, you can follow me at PC Tunney, Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you're checking out Chair Shot Bets, Chair Shot Radio Network. You can find Chair Shot Radio Network on all your favorite streaming platforms. Make sure you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Uh, what's the promo code this week? Uh, 
NBA Finals, maybe. Yeah, maybe what Dan said. But yes, y'all are listening to this on Saturday morning, so that means help is literally on the way for Christopher Platt. I just wanted to point that out. And it's much needed and much appreciated. (laughs) Much obliged. Besides, besides on the toxic end of a diaper, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find, also find me getting pissed in the face and uh, playing John Cena's basic thugonomics to calm <laughs> oh, this melon hell. farmer down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Word life, okay? I, I damn near know the whole song by, life. by right now. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good for you. Spitting. My discipline is unforgiving. Got you backing up in a defensive position. That ass kicking ass. Like, <laughs> like it gave you no your kids. You know what your kids giving you? No sleep, and you know the fucking chain gang song. Good for you. <laughs> right on. Hustle lawyers in your respect. Y'all can find me on Twitter at the real C Plat man. Come on, legend boy. I'm up all times of the evening now. So if you tweet me at the real C Plat, I'll fuck around and respond because I'm up. It's really, it's, uh, it's really cranky during the day now, though, so be careful. DP. Yeah. <sighs> oh, word life. Oh, go fuck yourself, Daniel. You can't you see me. Uh, is that what's happening when you're sleeping? You can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs, and it's me, DPP. Make sure you're following this show at Podcast DWI <laughs> and Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. Oh, uh, Chris, why don't you ask the doctor why he can't sleep? So what did the doctor say? When he, and Chris walks to the door. That's Amber. I don't know why she's got that weird accent. But anyway, <laughs> what did the doctor say? And he goes, she goes, is it is it is it restless leg syndrome? And Chris goes, no, I've been doing the five moves of death in my sleep. <laughs> doc, doc, no, doctor said I just need an attitude adjustment. <laughs> and you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as DW. Goodbye. Working on my doctorate in thugonomics right now, man, but I'm in 101 classes, Get basic that. thugonomics. The University know. of Phoenix, I think, has that class. <laughs> Get that degree. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.